0: welcome to picks with the professor the podcast where a real statistic professor
1: and the kelto is jake
0: that's a good one that's a good one gives you sports betting tips i am professor sides you can follow me and find all my picks on twitter at professor sides you can follow my friend jake on twitter at my friend underscore jake today is tuesday march 15th 2022 and this episode covers both of today's first four games and two of thursday's first round best bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts spread and total should be for every Division in college basketball game. That information is available in the Google Sheet linked on the website, pickswiththeprofessor.com. A picks are the ones that I love, B picks are the ones I like, and C picks are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, before we get started, we've got that ESPN bracket pool up and running. Do you want to remind the people where they can find that?
1: Yeah, on, on ESPN, the Tournament Challenge. Just it's the our group is named picked with a professor, and the password is professor with all lowercase, uh, all lowercase letters, and just join in. We got till Thursday before the game starts.
0: All right, we'll give a shout out at the end to, to whoever's uh, you know leading going into the Final Four or something like that. We'll give a shout out on the baseball pod. You know whoever wins, we'll figure out something. To give give a little uh, give a little props to whoever can take home that trophy uh before we get to today's slate reminder please hit that like button if you're on YouTube subscribe or follow if you aren't yet it's the only way to ensure that you don't miss any of the March Madness content or the MLB content coming in under a month I played baseball back in the day baseball's my best handicapping sport I'm super excited for it so get ready for that make sure you subscribe that way all the baseball content gets your way as well share with the friend if you know others in the game or drop a comment on Twitter Or YouTube, we love those and try to respond to as many as we can. And also, before we get to the games, if you see me post about this on Twitter, we have a new partnership with ABC Island Sportsbook, working on a little bit of a facelift. Now you might not have heard about them, a little small, working on building up their brand. And so users who sign up using the link on the website or my Twitter bio, or if you use the promo code PROFBETS, that's P-R-O-F-B-E-T-S, you can get minus 105 lines for tournament games through Friday along with their standard welcome bonus. Protect yourself from losses, bet your usual amount, and win more. It's your choice, but it's not an offer that you want to pass up. Jake, I'm excited. We finally got some tournament games here. It feels like we have been looking forward to this for a long time, and I think we're starting off hot with what should be a fantastic game between – Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Texas Southern. Uh, unfortunately, having to travel all the way to Dayton for this game instead of being able to play you know, a neutral site game in you know Huntsville or Waco or maybe over in Austin for a bigger crowd, right? Uh, the model thinks that this should be Texas Southern by 3.2 with a total of 134. It's one of the stronger underplays that I'm going to have for you uh, through Friday. Obviously, I don't know what Saturday and Sunday looks like, but through Friday, it's one of the stronger underplays I've got. So I'm taking under 136 and a half as a B pick, and that's important to note because, well, in the regular season, we had some selections of games. I didn't really have to give out many C picks. I probably gave out, like, two all season. That's not going to be the case going forward since we're going to break down every single game. There's some games where I don't have a strong edge on, so I will start differentiating on the totals here. This is a B under pick. I like it. I think that both of these teams, they, they do play a little fast, but neither offense is actually that good. And neither defense is that bad. The best unit on the court is going to be Texas Southern's defense, in my opinion. And given that Texas and Corpus Christi playing in the Southland saw zero defense for most of the season, I think they're going to run up against a bit of a buzzsaw here against Texas Southern uh, and their defense. But with that said, uh, I I still don't think either team scores a a ton. I, I like this game under. Uh, The model says Texas Southern minus 3.2. They are a three and a half point favorite. I will say this. I don't think that I would feel happy taking the points in this game. The way Texas Southern's played lately, I talked about this uh, on our Saturday podcast, Texas Southern kind of got it rolling there at the end, kind of finally figured out whatever they were trying to accomplish all season. They were very up and down. They let teams back in at late, but I think they've got it going. The model doesn't, want to play texas southern necessarily but i think if you're looking for a site i think that's the only way to look and so i think you can kind of look that direction uh jake will talk about the side here in a minute but again total wise i think the under is one of the stronger plays that we're going to have here during the week jake texas southern minus three and a half are you in
1: no i'm not i think the oh no shocker right off the bat yeah no i'm, I'm on uh texas a&m uh here corpus christi i, I like like you said, these teams are built almost exactly the same. Uh, not a very good offense on top of a decent defense. Um, the, the biggest difference in between these teams is the free throw percentage, right? Texas Southern is sitting around 67%, and that's bad. And, I mean, the average getting to the line 19 times a game, so that that's leaving six six or seven points on the board every time. And then Texas A&M Corpus Christi is getting to the line 21 times a game and hitting 75%. So that that could be the difference. All, all we need here is the difference to get take win with the points here. Um, that's why I like getting these extra points. I don't I don't think Texas uh, Southern is going to be able to run away enough with how how aggressive both these teams are offensively that the free throws don't make a big difference, um, and the, they're they're a little sloppy at times. And Texas uh, A M. Corpus Christi? Man, that's a mouthful. It is um, a
0: mouthful. As someone, who grew, as someone who grew up in Corpus Christi, uh, it is a mouthful. I, I can tell you.
1: Just ran out of letters, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> like, they force a good amount of turnovers. I mean, part of that is, play, like, playing in um, the Southland Conference, like, not going up against the best comp- competition in the world. Um, but, like, they're going against a similar team. Like, it's not like they're going up against a team from a power conference or anything. It's not, the talent level is not that desperate or uh, big of gap. So I, I think you'll see a very good game, a very tight game. Um, just remember, like, when you're looking at these teams, if you're diving into the stats at all, remember, like, take into effect who who they've played to get some of these numbers, right? Like, because you're looking at a lot of conference plays, so, like, it's really hard to draw comparisons. But um, I think these are two very similar conferences, and I think these are two very similar teams, so I think it'll be really tight.
0: Yep. Yep. I agree. I think it should be a tight one. And, and of course, you know, me on the under and you taking the points, it kind of makes a lot of sense to take some points just because how many points it's hard to win by a lot of points if there aren't a lot of points. Right. And so if we both think it'll be a defensive struggle, uh, I, I just, like I said, my, I I'm afraid to go against Texas Southern, just because in the back of my mind, like I said, they, if they really have figured something and that's the question you have to ask yourself, right? Have they really figured something out or is that team that we saw that was inconsistent all season, just who they are and it's very possible that's just who they are and that's uh to me like I said the question you got to ask yourself on that one before you're taking a side uh but it should be a fascinating game I'm it's one of the first one of the few times I can remember being excited about a 16 16 game in these play-ins because I think both teams um playing really well lately and are interesting similar match like I said should be a tight one and hopefully it's not overly sloppy sometimes we see these 16 16 games and they get real sloppy one team goes on a scoreless draw for eight minutes and and i guess i'm hoping for that with the under but just from a good basketball standpoint you hope it's good defense and not just you know a sloppy nasty game uh which takes us to the other game tonight that will also be i think a fantastic game my uh, of the first four the, the one that i think you gotta have your eyeballs on indiana versus Wyoming. Two teams that I really want to – I want to back both of them. I want to back Indiana. I backed them a lot in the conference tournament, and that worked out really well. They covered all three times. Um, Wyoming's a fun team to back as well, a team that the metrics don't love, but they tend to just kind of steadily outperform. And so it's kind of one of those you're, – you're nervous about when that train's going to stop, but it keeps kind of rolling, so it's not crazy to, to, to keep on board with that. So two teams, like I said, that are a lot of fun to bet – on the model thinks that Indiana should be favored by 4.2, and they're favored by four. The total's pretty spot on. Uh, Jake, we're talking about this one. I think the number of four is pretty fair. If this number's out to five, five and a half, I'm taking those points in a heartbeat. If this number's down to two and a half, I'm laying it with Indiana. At four is a lot tougher for me to peg. I'm gonna go under that 132 and a half with the C pick under is my default in these situations if it's if it's a tight spot here neutral core that that arena in dayton is weird i did go out there one year and the lighting is weird it's it usually takes teams a while to get used to it so some first half unders here may not be a bad play. Now of course you got to be leery they've the books continue to shade these first half of tournament unders down lower and lower and lower making it harder and harder so you know totals 132 and a half you're not going to be dividing that by two and getting that in the first half you're probably going to be looking at like 60 in the first half or something which is a really low number but it it still might be worth worth a look like i said that gym gets really weird wyoming's been an under team lately and i use defense has been the key for their recent success when they played really well in the tournament it was their defense when they came back against michigan it was the defense When they got up against iowa it was the defense and when they didn't play well, it was their defense kind of letting them down. But as efficient as Wyoming is, Wyoming is not as good offensively as some of those big 10 teams. They're not as good as Iowa. They don't play as fast as Iowa. And so I think that helps keep this under that total of 132. But I don't love it. It's only a C pick. Jake, IU minus four. Are you laying the points? Or are you taking the points in both games tonight?
1: I'm taking the points in both games tonight. This is like this... a man after my own heart. <laughs> this is a. Uh very even matchup it's really hard to split these two teams um they're both very defensive very good defensively average offensively Uh, um like one of the bigger reasons is when it comes to tournament time i like to trust guards right like and they've got and wyoming's got the better guards with hunter maldonado um he's he's made nothing but great decisions all year and he can post and he'll post up smaller guards and um, that's where I use weak because their guards aren't the greatest. Like when their guards are on, like you saw when they came, when they stormed, it took uh, I, the big lead on Iowa and stuff they They were hitting threes and Xavier Johnson was playing very well. Um, when he started to slow down, that's when Iowa was to make it a comeback because it's easy to prevent TJD from getting the ball. If you just make their guards life miserable. Uh, so I, I kind of expect something like that. It'll be kind of a back and forth game, but not, but you know, Probably a one-shot game, kind of, kind of like and baking one in from, from the logo. Um, I don't expect a buzzer beater, but I'm saying it'll be clo- it'll be tit for tat kind of thing, and it should be great to watch these uh, two-man combos with Xavier Johnson and Trace Jackson-Davis and Hunter Maldonado and Graham Ek. Uh, that should be a really good blast, uh, really good battle. And I think I really think um, that if you haven't paid attention to this Wyoming team, you're going to be very surprised at how good Graham is. Like he's going to go shot for shot with TJD's. Just as athletic and he's just as big and plays as a really good back to the bucket game and that Mountain West conference was very good this year. Um not not like a weird non-power 5 but not uh mid major level like uh, whatever that in between level you want to put them at is they they were a very good conference. Uh, what the
0: what the ACC was this year?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> um, I mean turnovers are going to be the biggest thing. That, that is going to tell you how this game goes. If Indiana's defense is up and forcing a bunch of turnovers and uh, their Wyoming's being sloppy like they have been in the past few games, um, this game could get away from Wyoming, but I don't see that happening. Like, two of the last three, I don't think Hunter Maldonado wasn't playing because he, was, he was sick and then he didn't play the last tournament game when they got beat. So I think or he did play, but he was just coming back. Um, so I think that's going to flip a little bit because he's going to be back Full uh, like fully film like himself, and I don't think they're going to be as sloppy.
0: Yep, yep. I think that one should be a good one. Taking the points never a bad idea when you look at two, when you when you want to back both teams. Yeah. Taking the points never a bad option for that one. And now we're going to talk about two Thursday games that we really like. Go ahead and get your money down on at least one of these. Maybe the first one you probably don't have to rush the win of the second one. I think you're going to want to. We're going to start off with. The Norfolk State and Baylor game. Baylor's a 21-point favorite. You've heard me back this Norfolk team all season long. They have made us a lot of green. Baylor has no reason, especially with their health, to win by 30. The model thinks 17 is the right number. So I'm going to go with an A pick on Norfolk State, plus 21. Also the under 138. I don't think that's a bad look either, but I just think there's a lot of value with Norfolk State here they are a pretty good team there are we always have to look at the strength of the 16 seeds and a lot of that comes from how many four and five seeds won their conference tournaments and a lot of these conference tournaments have gotten smarter and they're giving double buys to their top teams to make it very difficult for eight seeds to win we almost saw it in the SWAC, right uh, it was alcorn state i yeah. believe it was the team yeah. that made it to the championship game and we almost saw like a 10 win team but conferences have gotten smarter and are Playing against that. So we're seeing a lot more ones and twos win their conference tournaments, or if it's the three, it's 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 a good three, it's it was a toss-up type thing. That makes the 16s a little bit stronger. No way that Norfolk State wins this game, but they are a stronger 16. They're not a 16 that's gonna get, you know, blown out of the building. In my opinion, I think there's a lot of value here taking those 21 points. Jake, what do you got for us?
1: Yeah, I'm with you again. This is like this Norfolk team has got Good enough offense and a roughly a a defense that could keep them in the game for longer than you expect. Um, And their offense is fairly good. Um, They struggle a little bit for the free throw line, but they are, I think they stay in this game longer than you expect. And you're right, you know, hit the nail on the head there. Um, Baylor's going to pull away at some point late first half, um, early second half, pull away. This game is going to get ugly for a minute, and then they're going to take their foot off the gas because they need to rest their guys. Running what six, maybe seven guys, um, so they're their seventh.
0: Their seventh guy isn't someone who wants to play a lot of minutes in, yeah. in a tight game.
1: Yeah, so it's it's one of those. They're gonna he's going to get a lot. He's going to get a good, good chunk of time because they're going to try to rest because you got to play a game in two days. Um, and Scudger and they know how to do this. A lot of these guys have been here, uh, been here, done that. Like they they understand that you put this team away and then. You let off a little bit, so I think that's where we're going to get it under twenty-one. It's going to look, it's going to look and feel like a backdoor cover, but I think Norfolk is going to be in the game longer than you expect.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, Norfolk State's uh, about a league-average defense and a slightly above-league-average offense with regards to the efficiency, which is kind of incredible to think of as the sixteen. Like I said, it's it, the conference room; it's getting smarter and smarter. It, with how they're seeding teams and reward, and I think smartly, I think smartly rewarding the better teams because you want the season to mean something. And so I love the idea that every team has a chance, but if you didn't play well in the season. It's going to be a little harder for you. And so I think it's it's yeah. smart the way they've done that. And it, it takes us away from the days of 10 years ago where we would see these 16 seeds. And of course the play-in thing helps out a little bit too, but yeah. we used to see these 16 seeds that were just awful. I mean, atrocious on both sides of the ball. Like I said, Norfolk State's decent on both sides of the ball. They're not going to be a pushover. They, they, they don't do one thing super Awful that Baylor's just going to be able to dominate them on. Baylor, obviously, a much better team, but 21, way too many points.
1: Yeah. And then the other, oh, sorry. I uh, I think a lot of teams are going to start adapting the Conference USA model where they leave the last four weeks of the uh, conference schedule blank and say the top four teams are going to play each other. Um, That way they don't take a bad loss and that improves seating as well. Like, get some good wins and you get and you prevent a bad, like, loss.
0: Yeah. Yep, And then the other Thursday game that I think you're going to want to put your money on sooner, I think they're going to be a trendy dog, so go ahead and grab the number now, is Vermont and Arkansas. Arkansas is a five-point favorite. It'll be a night game on Thursday, total of about 140. I'm a little nervous on Vermont. I think they got a bad matchup with Arkansas in that I think any of the other similar seeds they could have played, I think I would have picked Vermont to win outright against any of the other seeds. Arkansas is just a little bit worse of a matchup. The model says Arkansas minus three. And that seems about right here that Vermont not maybe able to pull the upset, but I think they're going to hang in there. And then it's a coin toss type game. Again, I give Arkansas a slight edge, but if you're giving me five points, there's a lot of value there. Knowing that a lot of these games end two, three, four points, and again we've got some push protection on five, it's an A pick for me on Vermont plus five. The model has hated Vermont. We've long talked about it, so I'm thrilled to be backing them. I did not make a manual adjustment. I just let the computer do its thing. So to to be backing Vermont feels great. We've done it a couple times this year, and it's usually worked out well. I've tended to fade Arkansas this year similar to Vermont, the difference is that when I faded Arkansas, it's been 50-50. And so when you kind of have a team that you're always on or always against, and it works out 50-50, I kind of just shrug and say, I'm kind of seeing something a little bit different, but we're not really losing anything off of it, so it's not that big of a deal. Whereas Vermont, every time we played against them, it was a lot of L's piling up. So we we tend to fade Arkansas, but it hasn't really cost us. So that doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm not nervous playing against them like I would be against Vermont. I love backing Vermont here. Like I said, I think they're going to be a trendy pick, so I see this number coming down. So I think go ahead and get your money in sooner rather than later. Jake, what do you have for us?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm taking the points with them right now, but it makes me nervous. Like the whole saying, "Public dogs die an ugly death." Um, they kind of they kind of I know there's no real reason behind it, but you know, it just kind of sticks in my head. Uh, but I'm, I'm still taking the points to Vermont. I think they have a good chance to win this outright. I mean, thinking about last year, Arkansas came out slow in the tournament, then almost locked, dropped one to Colgate, but then Colgate just fell apart at the end. Um, I mean, every, everything about this team is very, very good. They do, they are one of the best like run offenses out there. That's why they stormed through their conference tournament, beating everybody by more than 30. Yeah. Uh, it's just nuts. Um, they shoot the ball from three very well, and that's actually improved somehow. Like they've improved on a 38% on the year to like 44 for in their last three. So that that's insane. They've got two really good players, and uh, Ryan Davis and I, I'm not, uh, Shungu Shungu. Uh, the the guard they run those two guys. They they go inside out. They don't ha- they don't depend on the three. They can they play really good. Close to the bucket, so they're just a really solid offense. They're not a great defense. They, uh, they, they don't. And I think this is more of a, their ratings are more of a factor of who they have played. Um, so I'm really kind of nervous about them on the defensive end because they're not, they're not over like forcing a bunch of turnovers, and they're not uh, like guarding the three point arc super well. Like, and so it's, it makes me a little nervous. But this Arkansas team doesn't shoot the three very well. They shoot like 30% on the year, and it's gotten worse um, here. They're, so they're very they a very aggressive offense. So I think the disciplined nature of this Vermont team to not foul will be big because uh, Arkansas gets a lot of points for the foul line. They're a very, very good free-throw shooting team. And they with Note and Mude and Tony, they drive the ball hard. And they get, get grab a lot of fouls that way and get a lot of n ones or shooting two, and put you in a put you in a bad place. So I think you have to be very disciplined to do the, for them to pull this pull the outright win off. And I think they can do it because right now they've not been Arkansas hasn't been so turnover heavy during the year, but in the last few it's been up around 15 to 16 a game, and that that can spell disaster here if that's the same. I know Tony was out a few of those and it was putting a lot of pressure on Note. but. With him coming back, they still had about 15 turnovers in the last game they played. So it's like that's something to watch out for. If they're still very sloppy, I think Vermont does this, like pulls it out right. So I I really think this will be a very, very close game, probably one of my favorites I'm going to watch on Thursday.
0: Yeah, this one should also be interesting with regards to the total. I might look over on this total. Right now it's sitting around 140. The model has it at 138, but I'm wondering if the model is picking up on – the fact that Vermont doesn't usually have a lot of possessions per game, partially because they often blow teams out of the water, and so they're slowing things down at the end. Arkansas wants to play a lot faster, of course, and I don't really know what Vermont wants to do. We very rarely see them tested, and so are they going – I think the tempo of this game is going to be fascinating. Do they kind of get up in that up and down game and say, we can score with anybody, let's do it? Or does Vermont kind of slow it down? Like I said, that they are just a tougher team – to peg with what they want to do, because we haven't seen it often, given how much more dominant they were than everybody else. So if they decide to get in that up-tempo game, this total could definitely go over, like we said, Vermont can score, Arkansas is gonna score just because they're gonna get a lot of, they're gonna get a lot of bucket balls at the bucket, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, plus five offers a lot of value there. And I, and I do wanna comment about, you know, you talk about our perceptions of how the public dogs do, there was one, was it last year or two years ago, right? not two. I guess three now because the two-year tournament didn't happen. But there was one that I remember everybody was on this dog. And then all of a sudden, by the end of the week, the narrative flipped. And it was, well, everyone's on them. They're going to lose. And then they like won outright by 10 or something. And so you have those situations where it just plays out just like we thought. But then you have the other situations. You're right. There are several situations where everybody gets on a team. And they just don't show up. They, they go cold and they lose by 20. And so in, in general, that tends to balance out. So I would try to, I know it's very difficult listener. I would encourage you try not to overthink those situations for every situation that one way happens. There's a counter example to it. So I would try to look at this and just say, who do you like? I think Vermont offers a lot of value. That doesn't mean they will win. Doesn't mean they will cover. It just means that I think they cover more times than not here should be a tight, good game. And I think that Vermont is going to surprise a lot of people with how well they're going to hang in there with Arkansas, especially if they get going shooting. They can put on a clinic.
1: It's it's going to be nasty uh, if they get going. It's it's going to be and I and kind of talking to your pace point. I think they prefer to slow it down with the way they play inside out. That typically doesn't like we don't know because like they've beat everybody by thirty. Um, but it, to me, if you're playing inside out, that means you want to slow it down, give your guy a chance to post up, not spread down to get three and spread back on defense yeah um, but-
0: well and i guess i mean specifically we know that they don't they don't want to you know run up and down yeah. but how much of the slowing down is they were up by 20 and how much of it is the yeah. way they play and that's what i don't know you know I, it, it's one of those things where they they definitely appear to be one of the slower teams but i just don't know if it's if how much how much i guess my question is how much of a boost is that getting because of the way that they get out ahead of teams and how much of that's just they might, they might just say, nope, we want to play this slow no matter what. And that's where we just don't have a lot of data to say on that. So I think that's just something interesting yeah. to keep an eye
1: on. It's something to watch.
0: Yep. And that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out that Google sheet for predictions on every NCAA tournament game. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button to ensure all the college basketball content is dropped right into your feed. We will see you tomorrow. Until then, remember, you need your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.